Hi guys, we just wanted to give you a little disclaimer and trigger warning about the following topics we're going to be talking about in the episode. So if you're feeling uncomfortable listening to this or something related to these topics, please feel free to stop this episode. And if this is the case, we suggest you to look or seek for professional help regarding this matter. Hey friends, welcome back. I love I love that hey besties trend on TikTok. No sé por I qué, absolutely I love it. it. I don't know why. I love because it, it used I to be it. I love it. It used to be cringe to be like, oh my god, she's my bestie. But then like TikTok como que you know, one got it, gave it a 180 and was like, let's like we know that it's cringe. So let's just well, let's make it, it a thing. Uh, I love it. So hey besties. <laughs> Hey besties, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Welcome back. Um, I'm Emmy. That's I'm G. G. Uh, I don't know if you. Well, not who knows. I don't know if there's new listeners. So if you're new, hold the listeners. What's up? Um, so today we're gonna. Oh my god. Today we're gonna talk about anxiety. Um. Wow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. A bitch of a topic. I feel I feel like it's a very big topic, but I feel like people get it out of proportion in a sense because they don't know how to define anxiety and being well, anxious. Because yeah. we mean, were talking about this before the episode, and I feel yeah. like um, it's something that I mean I do not tea. suffer from. Well, and I'm drinking coffee, so that's. So I don't know if you heard me swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Anyway, like, anyways, the point the point of this is that I myself did not suffer from anxiety but i hmm. do find myself anxious from time to time yeah you have anxious moments but like yeah, anxious yeah, yeah. moments but- does not equal being like having anxiety you know yeah porque imagine those anxious moments but it's all the time or it's most of the time that's what having mm-hmm. anxiety is like where it's like it's not that one separated event where you were like ah, i'm feeling a little anxious and it's also like we misinterpret being anxious as like being jittery. Okay. Oh, you want something so much or you like sometimes people will be like, oh, you're anxious for like food. For example, you're anxious for like a piece of chocolate and you're like jittery. That's not the same yeah. as being anxious. I, I feel like I am. I am that, you know, like when let's just give the example of the time of the month for me not to get into details <laughs> but, but it's like i am always very anxious for eating sweets because it's something that calms me down but it's not a sense that it causes me anxiety if i do not eat it or whatever no it's just that it's like a, a thing that like calms me down dealing yeah and there's with also things. there's also wait before we get into it let's just both of us we don't know shit about psychology, so I'm not here oh, to like, yes. diagnose anyone. And, and so. also, here's a little disclaimer <laughs> that if you're <laughs> triggered by this, um, um, feel free to like um, stop the episode here. But stop I mean, this. It, um, it, we're just having a little conversation of what's our yeah, point of because, view. Because I mean, we're, no I don't, we're not professionals. We're not here to diagnose you. I mean, if you do feel like you know any of our experiences kind of align with you guys, then I would I'm recommend studious. seeking seeking the help of professionals and getting their professional opinion and all of that. That is not something that we can give you because we are not trained in that area. So now after that, let's move on. Um, it's like saying like anxiety is 
you know, it also has different levels. Like there's, there's people who actually have like panic attacks. They feel like they're going to die. They can't like breathe. Well, getting to that, my mom had panic attacks. Like she yeah. thought she was going to die. And I it's feel like, like before getting into it, let's just define the words. I feel like for well, yeah. like people you, to have a little bit of Did you get these definitions from like somewhere or? Oxford Dictionary. Oh my God. So in reference to as defined by Oxford Dictionary, me writing an essay, according to Oxford Dictionary, this defines, you know, when you write an essay and you put like all these words. I always wrote like that. <laughs> and so, so as Oxford Dictionary defines the word, anxiety means, exactly. quote unquote, and then you copy paste and then you're like, and then you summarize, you paraphrase it again. You're like, and so when Oxford <laughs> Dictionary defines this word, it means that this, 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 this. And then that segues into our topic in this way. Dead. Not us writing dead. an essay. Um, but yeah, do you want to read out Le Definition? Um, what was that? Sure. Okay. Uh, you try me on French. I am dead with you. Mm-hmm. So... Defined by Oxford Dictionary, or right now, very, like, serious topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, like, typically about, like, an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So that's anxiety. That's anxiety. As defined by Oxford Dictionary. And then and anxious, anxious by Oxford, according to Oxford Dictionary, is wanting something very much, typically with a feeling of unease. So... They're based around the same thing. It's it's basically feeling a sense of unease, but to different degrees. Because one, it's like, oh, when you when you're feeling anxious, it's like, oh, you, you want something. But then when you're feeling anxiety, you have symptoms of worry, nervousness, unease, all of these. But they tend to come around an event or a feeling that sometimes isn't it isn't something that's actually going to happen and that depends like on each person because you know you can have anxiety um on a lesser scale and then you can have anxiety where you have constant panic attacks and it just it's, yeah. it's individual to each person you know um yeah. you know how i see it i see it in a way that they're they do not mean the same thing but i do mm-hmm. know i do believe that they go by the hand i feel like before yeah. you are diagnosed or get anxiety as in the general and you probably if, feel anxious. if you know more about this please correct me because i'm 100 i do not know about this topic we're here to learn but um i feel like when you start getting so anxious like for a lot of time and it's been like i don't know is it augmenting a word i feel like it's not yeah it's <laughs> Is it? Oh, okay, I don't know. Um, it, it, grows. <laughs> it grows. It grows. Yeah. When it starts growing, like, and it's happening more and more often, I feel like you start to develop anxiety because of those experiences and constant anxious moments. Of course, it's not in every case, I believe, of course. But at I mean, the same point, I feel like they, they do go hand by hand. Yeah, I can I can see how that can happen because I feel like in a way – that's what happened to me. Like, I I have never been, like, well, no, yeah. I've been diagnosed with anxiety, but it's not, like, extreme anxiety. It's not, like, I've been, mm-hmm. I've, I've never had that I know a panic attack in, a, in the way that other people describe them, where it's, like, you can't, like, you can't control things. But I do yeah. have, like, a sort of underlying anxiety. 
Um, I feel I, I feel figured like it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most Ooh, people. Well, nowadays with a pandemic, it just like it grew because people do have this event, which is you know getting COVID, getting sick with COVID, that they're like uneasy about because it's something out of your control. It's basically you get a lot of anxiety when you think you can control things that you really can't. Like that's for me what it's funny how I've changed it. my opinion about this whole pandemonium because at the beginning I was not I was not like it, of course it's like something unknown so it's okay like to be scared and like fear the shit but at the yeah. same point I was not I was like okay if because I believe life works like this it's like if it's gonna be my time to go I will oh, die 100%. of a car crash you know but at the yeah. same point right now I feel like since there's this new, new mutation and Brazil is like in such a shit show mm. related to the the pandemic I feel mm-hmm. like now I fear more about like meeting people like I did before just because this okay, is so you, you it's feel more like contagious more, you feel you feel a bigger sense of like danger towards you yeah right? and it's it's like before. that unco- it's like that unconscious um social anxiety of like being out you know well yeah there's also different different types of anxiety as well now that you say social anxiety I mean, for me, let me go back to my story with anxiety, I guess. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's because I it's wanted to short. say that before I forgot. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, now that I think back, I've been an anxious person. I feel like that's why I'm so quiet sometimes. Um, it's because I, like, I need to analyze and stuff. But, like, my family, you know, has depression. People in my family have been depressed. People in my family have been anxious. I I don't know if this is right, but I do feel that a lot of like big mental illnesses, such as depression, anxiety, can be hereditary. I don't know if that's correct or not. That's I don't know if that's a thought. But um I, I think I think that they are, but I'm not sure, so do not take my word as a final one. Exactly. That's why I'm like, <laughs> I I really don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like to some degree everyone experiences anxiety in their life at some point. I mean, life is so uncertain that you're bound to feel like out of control and like, whoa, what's happening? Um, I saw that more so like present last year around this time because I was very anxious with like school and all of that. And it wasn't like, I, I wasn't like, oh, I have anxiety. It was just like, I know that this certain scenario was causing me to be anxious, you know? But then I had like a lot of jaw pain and I'm not one to grind my teeth or like that wasn't normal for me. I don't normally get headaches and I was getting a lot of headaches. Um, and I like Googled it because in the middle of a pandemic, you're not going to go to the doctor. So what do you do? You Google. And it was like, you might have anxiety, la la la. And I was it, like, okay. Is it the best choice? No. It's no. not the best choice. <laughs> But, but then I like I took it. I didn't take it for fact. I was like, maybe it's anxiety. You know, I did was Google like, tell you that you had cancer as well? No, thank God. Um, but one thing that I've seen maybe since I was 18, like grow is I have like a tremor in one of my. Well, yeah, mostly really? in one of my hands. Yeah, I did that, I, too. Oh. Vibes. Um, vibes. I feel like it was it was when I had too much coffee, really. No, but. and I don't drink coffee, not even every day. So I was like, okay, it's not caffeine. So I was like, you know, what is it? And it, it comes and goes. Sometimes it gets worse. And like, I'll randomly sit there and then one of my hands starts shaking. Normally it's my left hand. 
So I went to a neurologist because here I have insurance. So I was like, I might as well, you know, use it. So yeah. I went to a neurologist and I got a brain scan and all of that. And she was like, because I was actually scared because I, I had like these episodes when I was like 18, 19 where I like fainted and it was like really like, ugh. oh yeah, I remember. So they that. were like, you might be like all of this if I don't have a sort of test behind it you might have some sort of like epilepsy. So that's why I was like, okay, let me really like get all the tests done just to know what. Just to get it out of the way. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, so since it moves from one hand to the other, you don't have epilepsy, but you might be experiencing anxiety in in a way where it presents like that. And I was like, oh, well, like I had this jaw thing and I still have it. Where like, if I get really, I like can tell when I'm getting really anxious, like, my, my jaw will start to hurt I'll get like headaches and stuff like that I'll get like really mm-hmm. like shaky and she was like okay yeah like those are symptoms of anxiety they didn't like prescribe me anything because she's a neurologist not a like um whatchamacallit uh, psychiatrist um mm-hmm. but yeah and like I spoke with my therapist and she was like yeah like you do have sort of like the tendencies of being anxious and like I work through it with you know I journal, I do all these things. I like try to calm myself down. I try and tell myself like, these are things you can't control. Cause that's mostly my like cause of anxiety. It's wanting to control what's happening around me to a point where yeah. I'm like, I'll just like absorb it all. And then mm-hmm. it'll just like eat me from the inside out. Um, so obviously like, like my I- symptoms of anxiety aren't as big as, some people who get like panic attacks and stuff like that you yeah. know and i'll get to the point that my mom i feel like I'm, like being anxious and having anxiety comes a lot like for stress accumulation because my mom yeah, before we before we even left mexico mexico no before we left brazil to mexico like 18 years ago it was 2003 mm-hmm. i was five but like when i was four three-ish i think my mom, she is an architect by information, right? And she was always doing so much stuff. And, mm. you know, going from one client to another, being stressed all the time. She always wanted to do everything. She, thank God she got way better because she started studying yeah, she, like, the human body and like yoga mm-hmm. and like courses that, yeah. But at, at that time, she literally had a panic attack in the middle of one of the biggest avenues in Sao Paulo and she literally had to stop the car because she thought she was gonna mm. die so she literally like she's yeah. one she stopped there like in the middle of like avenue full of cars and Traffic. she thought she was gonna die yeah and then there was another time that she went to one of these companies to present like a project and she entered the the meeting building and the boss uh-huh. no no the meeting and then the boss like looked at her because she was like five minutes late because the company was like a city and she did like before she gets to the um to the uh como se llama? La sala. Um, to the meeting room? Yeah, to the room. The the boss comes to her and looks at her and points at the watch, like, you're late. It was like the drop of the water. She started feeling super bad. She went she ended up like in the nurse room. They took her to the hospital and whatever, and then she went to the Well, this, yeah, because um, like in a way, like, and I Chinese felt this holistic doctor. Yeah. Let because me let like me just finish the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finish. Yeah, because it's almost done. She got to this um, holistic Chinese doctor, 
mm-hmm. and and she she was stalling all of it. She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna die!" Blah blah blah. <laughs> she, he was like, started analyzing her and whatever, and then he turns to her and he says, "So, have you chosen the clothes that you're gonna wear when you die? Have you chose the um, el cajón?" <laughs> The coffin. <laughs> where you're going. Cajon. Yeah, the coffin. <laughs> where where the you're box. going to be buried. <laughs> and she was like, what the hell? And he was like, like you're just very stressed. So yeah. I recommend you to do like something for you, like an hour a week, at least. Yeah, I feel like that's... And slowly, I feel like the more people talk about mental health, the more people get into like the whole self-care without it being like self-care isn't necessarily masks like oh you put a mask on and like you know you you run your jade roller over your face and you put like a couple creams on and you like watch a movie and a bubble bath it that's part of it that can be a part of it but self-care is taking the time out of your day to spend on you and your well-being whether that be going to the gym going on a walk going to the movies um, taking yourself out for coffee, like whatever that is. Um, and it's in a way a that, pause. yeah. And I feel like in a way this pandemic, as everyone has said, forced everyone to be like, to pause, to pause. <laughs> and since people spent so much time alone, like were like jolted out of their daily schedule, um, they were forced to look inward and just be like, you know, what do I need? Because, in a way, yeah, working and like money and like a success might, you know, fill Be up important, like, a part but... of your life, but like a much bigger part of your life is being content with yourself. Oh, I always say that. My God. You know? And it's so hard to like live in a society that does not. I mean, I feel like we are so used to an idea of like working and like making money and like having all of these material things. And like for me at least that's how i see life of course those things are important because they give you a sense of um you know well, they're important ability the, yeah they're you know and you don't have to worry about those things and they're they're important in the infrastructures of society that we have you know put for years and years and years um and that have but at the end of the society day, benefited quotes um but like but i feel like at the, at the end of the day um if if you're miserable, I read this very good book that it's called uh, The Monk That Sold His Ferrari. It's oh, a we've totally, it's a no- we've talked about this. Like I feel like I quoted another book, but um, no, 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 I feel like I talked to this to you. Yeah, exactly. The, the we- thing, like not not to spoil the book because it's very good and I really recommend it for people to read it. It's basically that it's as this nonfiction from this man that he was a lawyer. And then mm-hmm. he was so focused on making money and like having all of these mansions and having this Ferrari or whatever. He had yeah. a heart attack. Yeah. And he just, he was like, I'm going to sell everything because yeah. I am not feeling good with myself and where I am as a person. I'm 50 years old and I've had a heart attack yeah. because of the way I eat, he the way I treat myself. And died. because he could have easily died. So that was like his wake up call. And I feel like we don't need to wait so many years just to figure out that that's not the most important thing that we need today. 100%. At least that's how I view it. I feel like, of course, I want to be comfortable in the way that I'm living and I want to be able to, you know, travel and have, I don't know, do some activities that, of course, Fulfill money helps you. with that. Yeah, but not because it's a fulfilling about materialistic things. It's a f- fulfillment that's going to, you know, um, 
give me experience and gives me well yeah i, I feel don't like, know i feel um, like traveling makes me grow in a way traveling in the in in the sense of getting to know other cultures getting to know different walks of life not traveling in the sense well of like tourism more like yeah no i mean traveling in the sense of know? like i know going to play like traveling that i want to do yeah is that feeds um, the soul in a way where it's like yes you have to put money because that's the way the world works sadly yeah where you have to buy a flight you have to you know get somewhere to stay all of these things involve the exchange of money but these are things that will fill your soul more than you know getting a new purse or getting a new pair of shoes you know yeah i feel like what what episode did we talk about this about i feel like it was two episodes ago about talking about sustainability Mm. and that when i was feeling anxious and Mm -hmm. i was like super stressed because i was in exams or whatever and i had to like i don't know turn things in um oh you might my therapy yeah I went yeah. retail shopping and I feel like that was a way of me to deal with my anxious moments that oh, yeah. fulfilled me in a way at the time. And that's how I accum- accumulated so much stuff. I was like, I do not need all of this stuff. This is just, and that ca- gave me, ah, like, why, why do I have so much stuff? That I mean, like started to piss me off. And I was like, why am I like this? Like, why? It's, what it's, is the source of the problem? <laughs> it's the search of immediate like satisfaction that's why retail therapy works it's because yeah you you grab you go to a store and you buy something and that satisfies you in that moment and that might satisfy you for like a day max Mm -hmm. but then it won't feed your soul like you you won't go back and, and think about like oh remember when i bought those shoes and like it won't bring back you know the same just a temporary serotonin that like for example traveling or like having experiences well i guess i feel like this is why i'm so in favor of therapy and going to a a psychologist even a psychiatrist whatever somebody needs it avenue you need yeah yeah because i feel like it's such a taboo thing saw by other generations i feel like our generation is more in favor of mental health and like helping each other out. No, and, and like why I think seeking what's the problem source. Yeah, and why I think it's taboo for other generations. It's because before you would think that oh, in order to go to a therapist or in order to go to a psychiatrist, even which is like, you know, you have to have you even have to be more, crazy. <laughs> you have to have something that's wrong with you. And our generation um, is more so like wait. Not necessarily this means that there's something wrong and that I'm, you know, mentally unstable, but the human experience is so complex that you have to sort of talk it out with someone that has the equipment and the and the tools to then pass on to you so that you can navigate this. This is why I go mm-hmm. to therapy. It's not like, oh, I have, you know, I've struggled with acute, maybe? No. Como? I don't know shallow very like not that deep moments of like depression and anxiety um Mm -hmm. and I navigate that with a therapist because I sometimes don't have the tools to look back into my experiences and be like okay you know if I feel like this maybe I should you know do this if I do this you know like if I feel anxious maybe I should go for a walk or do this or analyze my own feelings and be like, okay, where is this coming from? You know, 
why am I feeling like this? It's more so that than being like... It's exactly what they're... And then sometimes you might need to go to a psychiatrist because sometimes these things escape you more like that you can do it yourself and then you might need medication because Mm -hmm. there might be something that you can't control. And I know how you feel about this, but like whatever. Yeah, Um, I'm not going to be commenting because I'm a very natural person, but I feel like everybody has a way of um, coping with whatever is going on in their lives. Um on the way that I've been raised, really. We've always, I've all, well, I got out of the hospital treated with homeopathic um, medicine. So basically the- Out of the, the vac- hospital, the, you mean the vacuum, like- The vacuum, yes, the vacuum. <laughs> the vaccine that, at least in Brazil, there's a vaccine that they give us like a week after we're born that lives like a huge mark Oh, in, like in our when you were born. I was like, when did you yeah, get yeah, out when of I was hospital? born. Okay. No, bitch. No. I was like, God. when? Wait, no. what? I'm so confused. No, no, no. That <laughs> vaccine. That vaccine. When you're like a newborn or whatever, because of mm-hmm. me being treated with a homeopathic doctor, I never got that vaccine. And I like comparing myself with my brother growing up. I was like, your brother was so much sicker than you were. You never got sick when you were growing up because of treating me in a more holistic and natural way. Of course. It might be because it was a different type of experience because it was the first child and then the second one. But at the same time, I feel like since well, yeah. we, my mom's always I mean, been like that, it's what I've been taught to believe. But it's not what it works for everyone, you know? Listen, I've had I, I I've had experiences with family members where they were treated with homeopathic. Um, homeopathic? Um, I don't know if I'm saying it properly or whatever. Natural, yeah, natural techniques. And holistics. Holistic techniques. And um, their situation, their medical situation was far more serious than just having the natural treatment. Um, And Mm -hmm. that made them sicker. I am all for trying every natural avenue that you possibly can and that you, you know, have access to before Mm -hmm. trying the more normal, like, Western medicine? Modern medicine, I guess. Osteopathic. Um whatever. I don't I've never heard that word, but okay. Um Osteopatico. Osteopatico is medicine at least. Not me speaking in Spanish in the middle in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) My dad says this, like you jump from English to Spanish. I was like, Dad, because sometimes we don't remember the words. Um because (laughs) that's on being international, y'all. With a bilingual brain, so what do you want me to do? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on each person's, you know, what they believe in, what they have access to, all of that. I would try mm-hmm. personally the most natural ways. I mean, I tried CBD. I tried a bunch of things. Um, CBD is great for anxiety, by the way. Um, and Never tried it, so I cannot... I well, cannot I'm saying it from my own that. personal experience. Um, but yeah. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> I'm dead. I mean, like... (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) What are you going to do? But no, I mean, anxiety, it's it's like we were talking about this before we started recording. It's like depression, the word, I mean. Um, Some people will be like, oh, I'm sad and I'm so depressed. And it's like, well, being sad and being depressed are two two different different things. Being anxious Mm -hmm. and having anxiety are two different things. But depression 
can stem from being sad over a long period of time and a lot of other things. And the same goes for anxiety. It can stem from being anxious for a long period of time. Is this medically correct? I have no clue. But from personal experience, I feel like it is. Um, Mostly it's just like we shouldn't be afraid or embarrassed or whatever to open up about our experiences like our mental problems yeah and and our mental issues because honestly before I was like I was pissed that I was going through like an anxious episode and I was like why the fuck do I have to like deal with this like I have to go to doctor's appointments and I have to figure out how to like get over this and it's not more so getting over being anxious or depressed or getting to the root of the problem really it's getting to the root of the problem and also knowing that this might be something that will you will have for the rest of your life not continuously but knowing like okay i have to know what the root of the problem is right now because why am i having anxiety Mm -hmm. right now and how can i give myself the tools to cope with that root of that issue so that in the future if i get anxious because of another thing then i have the tools to cope with it. It's basically learning to cope with yeah. with something that's really part of the human experience because people have it to this a different reminds degree. reminds me of, you know? Yeah, this reminds me of, um, uh, uh, how, how's her name? Ah, Giselle Bunchen's book that's called that- Learning, <laughs> if I'm not. If I'm not wrong. No, no, no. It's because she experienced panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah. And, when she was in the peak of her modeling career, she was, I feel like, um, I mean, I don't know, I'm not remembering specifically the age, but I feel like she was between like 21 and 23, where her anxiety and her anxiousness really was just so intense that she started having panic attacks. And then she literally once, and she she said that in in her book, she got to her New York apartment. She looked outside her balcony. I was like, what if I just, jump and all of this will go away it was then that she realized the the problem that it gives you you know yes so then it was like it was there when she like because she's always been very natural and Mm -hmm. her she comes from a very small town like from the south of brazil and Mm -hmm. all of her medicine from her mom was always tea so oh if you have a bellyache drink this tea if you have a headache drink this tea so it's all herbs and whatever so when she was like she went to the doctor and she was like, oh, you have, you're having panic attacks, you have anxiety, so you will have to take this pill for the rest of your life. She was like, yeah. she's super against it. So she got home, she prayed, and she was like, God, give me please like an answer of like, what should I do? And yeah. she woke up with the word yoga in her head. And this was like, what, 20 years ago, like when yoga was not even trendy, you know? Because now it's more like a trendy thing, but, and people see it more for the physical point of view. But if you work it from Well, yeah, point- before it was more like, Ooh, these spiritual people are practicing yoga. You know, now it's yeah, more so and, like a workout sort of. Yeah, thing. and and I feel like I like more the way that it was seen back then than it is seen today because it was more focused towards well aligning yourself and how you're feeling it's a inside practice. out. It's it's a very spiritual practice from I believe India. Don't quote me on it. I don't know, um, but like it's an it's an Oriental um, practice. Yes. 
Yes, but it's, it's more oriental, like, but I mean, it does not know like the source of the country. I do not know really. I, I want to say India, but I don't know. Um, like I get that vibe, but it's, it's like, it's all of these like more holistic and natural medicine, I feel comes from like, Jesus, my compass is off. I want to say like West. Like the western part of the world, like Norte, China. Norte, sur, este, oeste, no sé. Oh, what? <laughs> well, I have, not, I have not seen a compass in years, okay? Um, I feel like it's west. I feel like it's west, but... Well, it depends on you, where you are. True. True. Maybe east. <laughs> um, but it, it, it comes more so from, you know, like India, China, like Asia in general, um, where these are more so spiritual practices. I mean, I could be, you know, butchering all of this because I, I haven't researched. But, um, you know, nowadays, like, you know, the industries have just, like, gotten, for example, in this case, yoga, and they've made it into, like, a workout and, like, something cute to, like, yoga boutiques. And no, it's, I mean, of course, it's, of course in, it's a physical thing. Yeah, but it's so stemmed in spirituality that it's, like, it... it through that sort of like industry, through the fitness industry, it loses that sense of spirituality that is so intrinsic in it, you know, in the practice of it. And that, and that's the thing. And I feel like this is why my mom and I like our yoga teacher so much is because he focuses on like really on the spiritual practice instead of yeah. the physical practice. Because the physical like, is course, like a bonus. You have, you have the, post, the postures and the asanas and those are actually great for you. And It'll give you so much benefits, and yes, it makes you stronger, you know. Yeah, but the same and it's point. It's like a bonus. If you, but yeah, but when it comes, like I don't know, sometimes you want to work with your root chakra. So there's specific postures that will help you with some specific problems, and maybe mm-hmm. sometimes one side of yours you are more elastic than the other one, and it has an explanation before, like behind that, because yeah. the root of that problem is um, emotional. Yeah, and maybe working like there's some postures there's so many times that I've cried in postures and I do not understand why me practicing mm-hmm. alone is the best things because you, you start getting to the roots of the problems and you start analyzing what is going on with your body. Yeah, you and I feel it, like that's why I'm so passionate about it. Is you because, use it as a form of like therapy in a way. Yeah. And I fought it for so long because yoga got to my life when I was what 12, because I was super I remember, distracted in tennis. I remember like, and then Venezuela, you, you, you didn't really want to like do yoga. No, and that's the thing, because in Mexico, I did tennis, right? So I was super, this, <laughs> I, my mind was somewhere else. So my mom was like, oh, let's start doing yoga. So every Friday afternoon, we did yoga after I trained, like, for the complete week. So all I wanted to do, it's nothing. And just, yeah, you know, you were tired, be with my friends. Like, but at the same yoga. time, it was kind of my choice, really. And then yeah. after I moved from Mexico, I did not want to practice it. So I went, I went against it, like, for eight years. Four years, sorry. Me, my math. Math. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, the confusion. Anywho, but the point is that I fought with my mom a lot about it. Yeah. And now I see it to a point of view. It's like, because I know how good it made me. And okay. I got pissed because she was right. Oh, and at the same point, I was like, I do, not want, I do not want to give her the reason. But at the same point, I know that it was going to make me good. Mm-hmm. And today I look back and I was like, I was so dumb. Like, I could have worked those issues out so long ago. And me, because I'm, I was super opinionated about it, I just, quote unquote, well, because I did not really suffer, but I kind of suffered more than I actually needed to. In a way, I feel like... And that's when being a teenager. 
I mean, I sometimes think like why I didn't, you know, realize some things before, why I didn't go to therapy before, why whatever. And then I just, if I look back at it, I just think like it wasn't my time. I didn't have the mental capacity for it. I didn't have the maturity for it. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And I just had to live through those moments and then be dumb sometimes, be a friggin' idiot, be a teenage little like shit. And then, I mean, honestly, I'm very grateful. Wow, the construction. I'm very grateful. I was like, what's that sound? (laughs) This construction. I'm very grateful that in a way I realized like a lot about my mental health in this last year where I mean, I'm only 22, you know, like some people go through these quote unquote crises, you know, when they're 50 and you have so much more responsibility. You have so much more of an established character in a way where you're like, you feel like you lost yourself where right now I'm, I'm developing, you know, I feel like your 22nd, 23rd year are very much finding yourself very much you know, listening to what here's the thing. you need as a human and what your battles will be for, because we all come with like our little manetica, our little baggage. So yeah, you know, you know how I see it. Really, I, I see it as a as something that we live in this community, society, or whatever um, on this world that it's, have it's yeah, they have some beliefs, right? And so we have this social pressure. Per se, mm-hmm. like that. Maybe people feel it more. Maybe people feel it less. Yeah. That we need to have stuff figured out. And I feel like that's one of my main points of my anxious moments is because sometimes 100% I want to do so much stuff that one can be totally different from another. But I want to do both of them because I'm one of those persons that I want to do. I have 100 careers because I'm, I'm like that. And I, yeah. I know that I will not have 100 careers. But you I feel like be Barbie. With her 100 and I don't know how many yes. careers. I love that. Beautiful example. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to be Barbie. <laughs> but the, my point is that sometimes like, I want to be a fashion designer, but I also want to be a holistic therapist. You And I also want to be an astronaut. <laughs> and I also want to, you know, be a world traveler and like be a minimalist at the same time. Like, of course, those are things that are doable and I can mm. actually accomplish it. Yeah. But when somebody tells me, like, oh, you cannot do both things, like, who told you that I cannot do both things? Yeah. And those are my little maniac, you know, anxious moms. Like, I am going to do it, not to prove to you, just to prove to myself. And that kind of gives me a little bit of, like, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Well, but I feel like I that's mean, one of the main points of, like, at least my for my roots, yeah. you know. I, I mean, know if that's similarly, you, I, I found that a lot of my... Um, anxiety was stemmed in comparison. I feel like we spoke about comparison before, but we did. around the time when I was like really anxious and I like I like came to terms with the fact that I was you know dealing with anxiety. Wasn't was, this like in mid year last year? Yeah, it was around this time. It was around the same time that a lot of people who I graduated high school with were graduating college, and oh. that comparison triggered so much anxiety in me because I was like. What yeah. am I doing wrong? What am I doing this? And it, it it just snowballs. And that's why I am so like supportive of people getting therapy. It's because if I didn't look for help and I didn't get therapy, I would not know how to deal with those moments where, yeah, it, like you don't 
want to compare yourself, but sometimes you mm-hmm. find yourself comparing to other people without really knowing. And so it's just like, okay, you know, why why am I doing this in this moment? It's more so like talking to yourself. So, yeah. you know, to like wrap this up because we could go on for days. Um, we could really. <laughs> we could. And I mean, we aren't doctors, so we can only it's just a personal experience yes personal experience and for me what best works with my anxiety is going to therapy and having someone who is you know knowledgeable in all of this tell me like okay you can use these tools on how to deal but Mm -hmm. also dude go for a walk you know go to the gym go yeah. go do something For that me. completely takes your mind off things we 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 think so little about the rest that we need and it's just like even i mean i recently bought myself a coloring book it's a cartoon network coloring book i love it so much and if i'm definitely love, that, I love it if i'm feeling very anxious you will catch me like in my drawing room. yeah fucking coloring in the powerpuff girls or the pink panther in my like little cartoon network coloring book i love it but stuff like that like we we think we don't need it we're like ah no i can be productive and it's like no you know just like give yourself an hour or two to just disconnect like tell yourself okay after six i'm done with school work whatever whatever got done got done whatever didn't get done i'll do it tomorrow and mm-hmm. you just have to give yourself a break because we tend to fall yeah. into this like workaholic, I need to be productive all the time, sort of like vicious cycle that isn't good for our brains. Yeah. And our what health. works for me, what works for me will always be like, you know, go for a run and just like get that accumulated energy that we have inside. Cause yeah. I don't know about you, but for me, it's that I have a lot of energy. And if I do not get it out, I get it so accumulated. It's like that. It's like, I get I get stressed because you know, of it. Like, and it's like depression. Yes, it's like it's how like are that, those called in English? Um, pressure pots? pressure pots. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you need to like let the steam out. It's like that. Yeah, it's basically that. So basically, not so I always exercise. So I do. I go for a run. I go for a spinning thing, um, like for forty-five minutes, thirty minutes, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I do a workout session. Or I do yoga. You do some sort of physical activity. I, I do some type of physical activity. Of course, what helps to me like the most, well, blah, blah, I, that did not make sense. What works for okay. me the most yes. also is going to therapy once a month. And I feel like it's yeah. one of the things that I look most forward every month. Same. And, you know, I actually wish that I went twice a month. But at the same time, I wish I, I, went, not, I went once I, a week. I, do not, I don't know how to do not need it. it. <laughs> and that's when I talked to my therapist about it. She was like, gee you do not need it like there's people that actually need to see me once a week or yeah once every 15 days yeah but i feel like if we talk once a month it's enough it's fine you know because you are you have of course you of course we work shit out like during the sessions but at the same time you are in the right way and yeah. her telling me that gives me that confidence boost that i need that you need sometimes, sometimes you know because of course there's days that you won't forget that you are capable or that you are worthy or 100%. whatever but at the end of the day we are the ones who choose how to see life in general yeah. but yeah i feel like that's wrapping up the time yeah i mean 
same with me with my therapist. I mean, before I used to, we when I first met her, we were like, oh, should we do it twice a month? And first I did twice a month. And then it was like, you know, you, you had this crisis when you came in, you worked it out and now you can come once a month. And it's also being like, if I wanted to go in for like, quote unquote, an emergency session where I'm like, you could, you can, but yeah, I mean, well, I call my therapist when I'm having a low crisis. Exactly. Um, one thing that also helps is journaling before we go. Oh, wow. Yes. is very good. Yeah. That was, I feel like journaling got me to the point like this year, because it was it wasn't was my bucket list, and I was like, I'm gonna try to journal every day. Of course, I don't do it every day because no, it's too realistic. But like one thing that has been like a realization is that I was journaling one Sunday night, and I got like sad for whatever reason, and I was like, okay. I am going to let the that moment that took two seconds to just ruin the rest of my night. No, tomorrow's gonna be a great day. It's gonna be Monday. It's gonna be a great week, and that was like the turning point for me. I was like, stop seeing the. F- Oh, the fucking black dot in the white sheet of paper. Stop. Julia like, again with her white dot on the Yes, because that like journaling got me to that. Because of but course yeah, I've talked I about this it. in therapy, but that was the turning point. Journaling is so good, guys. Well, because I journaling really helps you and to like wrap it up real quick, journaling helps you sort of put those thoughts that you have in your head and then you put them on paper, you like basically word vomit all of these things. And then you have yes. them once you look at them on like the piece of paper you're like okay wait why am i feeling like this like you can you have you you can get sort of all this like pressure out put it on into a paper and then you can analyze it without attaching yourself to those feelings but also i once um heard this on a podcast i feel like it was like armchair expert um where matthew mcconaughey was a guest and he has journaled for like years like when i say years i mean like more than 20 years um and he said something that was like it resonated with me where he says I don't only journal in my worst moments I journal in my best moments I journal in my you know if I had a whatever day I mean I don't I don't use the journal as a therapy sort of like oh in the same way that you go to therapy just when you're feeling shitty no you go to therapy you might have had when an you're amazing your week. Best. You might have had a normal week. You might have had the worst week. The same goes for journaling. Journal when you've had the best day. Journal when you've had a mediocre day. Journal when you're, you know, losing your shit, whatever. But like, in other it's words, sort of an just outlet. journal. Just journal. <laughs> just journal. So yeah. On that's that, on on that, that. note, um, you know, guys, if you like this episode, rate it comment like it follow us do all the things wherever you get your podcasts find us on socials that's at friends ox podcast on instagram where we post daily content and we kind of get funny at some time to time and on tiktok that is at friend talks which yeah. we have to figure that out but you TikTok know is hard. it is what it is i said this so much you say this every hard. end of the episode guys it's TikTok hard. is hard it's hard <laughs> i it's it's it's, it's it's hard but yeah but yeah guys hope you enjoyed the episode funny on the socials so if you find us funny give us a follow give, give us, us a follow <laughs> save it love it mm-hmm. okay but yeah besitos besitos bye bye, bye besties <laughs> bye besties <laughs>